Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 66. I had a lovely conversation this week with Kristen Holden. Kristen is the woman behind Where the Road Forks Instagram account. She's a solo woman van lifer and the new coordinator of Van Life Pride. So Van Life Pride is for the LGBTQ plus community anywhere on the spectrum, and not just those who live in vans, but anyone who's living a nomadic lifestyle or aspires to, no matter their vehicle, no matter if they travel once a year or if they travel full time. Kristen recently took over the helm of Van Life Pride, and she has such a grand vision. I'm really excited for it. She's got some wonderful things planned, including a gathering February 24th through 26th in Quartzsite, Arizona. And she's in the process of bringing on regional coordinators. So there may soon be a Van Life Pride gathering near you. I hear from so many of you that finding community and connecting is one of the biggest things that you're looking for as you venture into solo RV life. Kristen is not only putting together a community, she also has some great tips in our interview about finding and making connections on the road. So let's listen in. Well, hello, Kristen. Hello. Nice to have you. My guest today is Kristen Holden. Kristen is from Where the Road Forks, a solo woman van life account. But also the reason I've got Kristen on here today is Kristen has taken over as the new coordinator for Van Life Pride. And I was super excited to hear that you were taking that over. So Uh, congratulations. Thank you. you. I appreciate it. I am kind of like, what did I get myself into? But (laughs) I'm really excited to try and take van life pride and do a lot of exciting things this year with it. Awesome. Before we jump into van life pride, do you just want to give us like a few second little introduction to yourself, who you are, how long you've been on the road, that kind of thing? Yeah. So um, my name's Kristen and I've been on the road for almost four years. It'll be four years in June this year. Um, yeah, I hit the road basically to start traveling with my dogs I was tired of leaving them behind when I would go on trips and so in a way my van kind of became my big backpack that I could stuff them into um (laughs) yeah so I've been doing it solo um this entire time I do a lot of caravanning but um I've been solo this whole time this whole journey and it's been great I've gone into Canada I've been into I'm currently in Mexico and I've done most of the U.S. even though I say I've done most of the U.S. in the sense of I've at least touched the state most of them but there's so much to get into it's like are you ever actually done with it no yeah 
like Oregon is my favorite state so far. And I, there's so much I still have to do in Oregon. I love it. Do you know that's where I am? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. You are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's amazing. It's my favorite state. Absolutely. Hands down. Sweet. Well, you'll have to come visit this summer when I'm camp hosting. Yes. That'd be so awesome. Um, so yeah, this summer is probably going to be a huge and exciting one for me. Like you mentioned, I've taken on Van Life Pride. And so, um, yep, that's kind of my new business venture. And I'm super excited for what this year holds. So a little bit more about me. June of 2021 is when I came out. So my queer journey is fairly new. And it's been kind of cool how being on the road gave me the freedom to kind of explore who I am. So I, f- I feel like I finally found Kristen. <laughs> Yay. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So let's hear a little bit about the history of Van Life Pride, how it started and, and what happens at Van Life Pride. Yeah. So Van Life Pride started, oh, maybe it's maybe a couple years ago and it was ran by um, the account Let's Play Write and Seek, which is Nat and Abby, a married couple. Um, last year, they held the first Van Life Pride meetup, and it went amazing. It, it was a free event. Over 100 people showed up. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make that one, and I really wish I would have. But I don't know the ins and outs of what went on in their life. But shortly thereafter, um, life started to evolve for them and change in ways, and they needed space. So Van Life Pride um, kind of took a backseat. And at the end of 2022, I reached out to them. I don't know. I just felt a calling on my heart one day. And so I reached out and just said like, hey, I don't want to overstep, but any chance y'all would be willing to. And, uh, basically, they said like, we've been kind of waiting for someone to just ask and Yeah, so they've kind of passed everything along to me. So currently where Van Life Pride sits is as of January 2nd, 2023, it is now registered as an official LLC. Um, Oh, wow. Perfect. The hopes, yeah, the hopes is to eventually get it um, to be a nonprofit, but that's kind of just so much more of an in-depth process that right now it's, it's an LLC kind of just to cover our basis. Um, and by our, whenever I say our and we, I mean myself, um, <laughs> <laughs> cause there is no team yet. Uh, it is just me, but I really have this huge vision to take van life pride outside of just an Instagram account. I think that visibility is so great to see queer folks on the road, But I want to go a step further and create queer connections on top of queer visibility in the nomadic community. So I'm really excited this year. We have the second annual Van Life Pride meetup happening February 24th through the 26th um, that my friend Heather's helping me do. Um, My friend Heather as well. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. But yeah, Heather's great. And so I'm so excited to be doing partnering with her to create that event. She's absolutely incredible. So we're working on that event. And then in March, we're having a very gay beach day in San Diego on March 12th. And the vision for Van Life Pride in 2023 is I'm currently working on building a team of Van Life Pride ambassadors that will be all over, hopefully, um, as much of the U.S. that I can get 
the goal is to have ambassadors kind of spread out all over. So that way they can host little like day events. Maybe it's even just, um, you know, hanging out for a group cookout in the park for a few hours or watching the sunset together, whatever that might be. The, the goal for Van Life Pride in 2023 is to create more small, intimate queer connections in the nomadic and outdoor communities all over the U.S. Sweet. I love that vision. Love Thank it. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm really excited. And I think it's going to be really, really helpful for the queer community. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about these ambassadors that you're looking to bring on. If yeah, someone's so listening, I- want it to like maybe inquire about what would what would the commitment be and what are you asking people to do i'm not sure how quickly this will get aired since the day of of us recording this but i'm currently interviewing for q1 ambassadors so the ambassador program is going to run on a quarterly basis just because so many people you know transitions happening in life in in the nomadic community i feel like um i I don't want to say we're unreliable it's just that life is unpredictable. Yeah. And so, so I want to be flexible with people. Um, so on a quarterly basis, I will be having um, a team of ambassadors who will hold little events. And the commitment is on a monthly basis. So they will kind of tell me what region of the U.S. that they're going to be in for maybe Q1 and then Q2. And um, the goal is to kind of gain a little bit of coverage around. So that way, I think the dream of mine would be to have an ambassador within a four-hour drive, like, all over the U.S. That is kind of my long-term big vision. A four-hour drive is still a lot, don't get me wrong, but it would still be a lot better than crossing the country for a an event that only happens once a year. Um, so the ambassadors will come together and I might have, so let's say in California, I've had several people in California who have applied for Q1. They'll kind of team up together and create events in community together. Whereas there may just be only one person out in, let's say, Vermont. And they'll kind of hold it down for Vermont. So um, my my ask for ambassadors is to be able to commit to a monthly event on a quarterly basis. And at the end of each quarter, they will let me know if they want to continue on to the next quarter or not. With that, I'm asking for ambassadors to be inclusive of all queer folks and all um folks from different different walks of life in general but you know make sure that it feels like an inclusive and and safe space for BIPOC individuals and just to continue the education of um in the queer community of what everything is always changing and evolving and we are constantly learning from each other and so that's kind of my ask of the ambassadors is to just always work on learning more learning more, being more inclusive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah. um, when you say being inclusive, are you talking about um, as well as people who maybe aren't full-time on the road, people who are maybe even just curious about getting into traveling? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that as far as the ambassadors go, I don't mind if they're stationary at all. Um, I think kind of something that I, I, and more so looking at is maybe somebody who's more like in touch with the outdoors. However, 
I today just interviewed somebody who's stationary in LA, has lived in a van before, but in a way, having stationary ambassadors is kind of a good thing because they can kind of dig into those communities a little bit deeper and they are more predictable in the space that they're located. So totally open to stationary, totally open to people who are part-time, full-time, maybe just weekend warriors, or right now they're not doing any travel. That's okay too. You know, as, as long as they see the vision of wanting to bring together queer folks who are engaging in the nomadic and outdoor space in some, some way. Awesome. So someone who wanted to sign up, so it'd be like three events basically in a quarter that they Mm -hmm. would host. And it could be, it could be a hike. It could be just a coffee meetup. It could be a full on weekend camping trip. Exactly. Yes. My, my goal is to keep things um, as free as possible. So with the exception of, you know, maybe, um, you know, a community pitch in for a lunch where, you know, you might have to make some food or um, I've made sure to be very clear with every ambassador that I've been interviewing that if there is any type of bar brewery meetups that they're mindful of the fact that folks may come that don't drink alcohol so they need to ensure that those spaces do offer non-alcoholic options and so so that being said that though there might be small purchases made at these events gatherings but the intent is for it to be fairly free and affordable just because you know some people myself included don't know when their next paycheck is coming so you know it's free is always great (laughs) Hey, awesome. I love it. So I want to back up for a minute and talk about sort of the genesis of Van Life Pride. So right now it's just an Instagram account. Is that correct? Correct. Right now it is just an Instagram account since the beginning of it. Yep. It's always just been Instagram and um, just kind of sharing other queer folks who are on the road. So someone is part of the Instagram community and then they just Anyone can post whatever they want to the group. Is that how it works? No, not exactly. So I get a lot of people will tag me in their photos and then I'll reach out and ask them if they're okay with me sharing their photo to the Van Life Pride account. The goal, I think, of the account is to one, increase visibility of queer folks, but also to help people see like who they can follow. I've been able to connect with so many queer folks just by seeing them get reposted to the Van Life Pride account. Um, and be able to reach out to them directly on Instagram and say, Hey, I'm near you. Like, let's grab a drink or whatnot. So, um, that's kind of the the goal I think is to just kind of increase that visibility. However, social media is a fickle place and people are, and I'm a content creator myself. So I definitely understand this. Um, the idea of repost accounts, while I think there is some good intent, um, repost accounts have monetized other people's content and therefore people are more reluctant nowadays to share their content even with van life pride and i understand that so the goal of 2023 is to really create queer visibility but also to really do that through our own events so we can create unique content and um, still create those connections. Also on the horizon, I will be creating a uh, Van Life Pride YouTube account. And the goal it through there will be to start doing van tours of queer folks. 
Oh, wonderful. I love that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever space that they're in, if they're, yeah. you know, out of their, their, um, their car or a bus, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but to kind of create a channel where people can directly go to, to start supporting fellow queer folks. Very good. And do you think there'll be a Facebook page as well? Yes. And, and actually I do believe there is one that already exists, but I'm still in kind of the transitioning period of Matt and Abby passing all over all of the passwords and emails. And I feel like every day I come across something else where I'm like, ah, I need you guys to give me access to this now. So yeah. um, I do think that there's a Facebook group that exists. And if there is not, then I will be creating that as well. Wonderful. Now here's a question I have for you. When we talk about um, Van Life Pride, we talked about in inclusivity what about allies mm -hmm. or people who might not quite know how they identify yeah absolutely i allies are always welcome and people who are questioning they are part of the lgbtq plus community i think being able to question in a safe space is really important and um i think something too that i want to be very like inclusive of and aware that i think Amongst the queer community, people who are bisexual, who are in um, hetero-looking uh, relationships are often ostracized from the community or they do not feel as though they are welcomed. So, so that is a goal of mine. I have a few um, bisexual ambassadors that I'm interviewing that, I, that are married to cishet men. Um, and I want to make sure that everyone feels safe. Everyone feels like they can be part of the community and allies. We need allies. Um, you know, especially when it comes to allies wanting to come to Van Life Pride events, something that I think I would love to see is allies taking the initiative to step in and say, I want to volunteer because I know this is a safe space for queer folks. And I don't want to take up space that's maybe not meant for me, but I want to help create this safe space. Volunteering is a beautiful way to be able to help with that, even if it's just checking or helping clean up, you know, picking up trash or, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, but allies are, are always welcome. My biggest ask from allies is just to be mindful of the space that you do take up. For example, in this, this coming event, we are capping it at a hundred um, participants and we have approached that, that number. So, um, just kind of as an ally, just being cognizant. Now we will not be asking anybody what their, you know, identity are, their sexual orientation is. We, that is not our business at all. The only thing we will probably ask is what your pronouns are. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, it, we really want to be um, inclusive and create just an all around safe space for anybody to come and participate and celebrate queer folks. <laughs> Yay. And I'm sure once you all just gather out there that a lot of ideas will spark just from that gathering. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this gathering being kind of a launching pad for 2023. And um, <clears throat> just in general, from a business perspective, I'm hoping that it will help create awareness for brands to come in, come into Van Life Pride and help partner and share some some sponsorship money, which would be great. <laughs> yeah. Always can use that sponsorship money for sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the event is February 24th through 26th. Where will it be? 
So it's going to be in Quartzsite in Arizona. The exact location hasn't been pinpointed yet. Uh, this is kind of two reasons. I would say the biggest being safety. Those will be emailed out only to people who have RSVP'd. And I think the way that they did it last year was a week in advance. And we will probably follow the same procedures to send out the GPS coordinates a week in advance to only to people who've RSVP'd. Very good. And what, where can people find out? Like you said, you're accepting registrations. Where can people find all that? Yep. So if you head to the Van Life Pride Instagram account, there's a link in the bio and that link will pull up several other links that you can kind of choose from. And you will see a link for um, RSVPing for the Van Life Pride event in February, as well as the Van Life Pride Ambassador Program, if you're interested in that. Okay, cool. Now, some of my listeners are not on Instagram. So is okay. there any other way to get inv- get information or should I have them just reach out to me and I can connect um, you? Yep. So as of right now, unfortunately, Instagram is going to be the best way. But something I can do is I can go ahead and um, shoot you those links. So you can provide those in the description if you would like. Wonderful. I will absolutely do that. So we awesome. just... Uh, we, we were just talking about creating safety and um, you mentioned that a couple times. Now mm-hmm. I know personally, you know, as a lesbian traveling solo, um, mm-hmm. I'm very aware of my safety as a solo woman mm-hmm. as, and especially as a lesbian presenting woman, but even so I'm aware of it, but I don't think I've ever had any kind of experience that really scared me. I'm just curious, you know, if there's, if you've had any of those kind of experiences or if you've heard about them within the community. Yeah. So I personally haven't felt that yet. Um, I will say I have a pride flag that hangs in my back window that driving through some areas um, in the deep South, I have taken my pride flag out for safety. Just you get into certain towns that have certain other flags hanging where you just aren't sure and you'd rather err on the side of caution. Um, I know that I hold a lot of privilege in being able to, I'm very feminine and I I present quote unquote straight, uh, I have straight passing privilege. Um, So when my partner isn't with me, I can blend in very easily, um, which is, um, I was going to say, which is good, but not really. I wish we lived in a world where we didn't have to consider that. Absolutely. Um, But it is, it is what it is, unfortunately. Um, So yeah, I have not. And I personally don't know of anyone other than just the um, maybe like sexualization of lesbian couples. I've definitely seen that. I've actually, I will say that I have seen that a lot more in like comments on people's posts rather than hearing about stories in real life um but that being said right around the time of gabby petito there was that lesbian couple that was um i don't know if it was ever confirmed that it was a hate crime but it was definitely theorized that they were um murdered for being a lesbian couple in moab oh in moab that's right i haven't heard anything Mm -hmm. about that case I haven't either. And unfortunately, I think that is because they were a queer couple. So yeah. um, yeah, so I've, I know it's, it exists. And I, I do think that it is a 
more of an issue when it comes to BIPOC queer folks on the road. They, the more intersectionalities you have, then you're going to have even more issues, unfortunately. So I think that's why I am excited to be able to create a safe space for people to come together and kind of share those, whether it's to just get those off your chest, but also I think to bring awareness. So the experience between queer folks of color and white queer folks is not the same, just as the experience of a trans folk is not the same for a cis queer person. We have so many different types of experiences and the the best way to learn about those is to share them amongst each other and then to try to do what we can to break whatever negative um, situations are happening uh, or, or, you know, to learn how we can come alongside someone and help it be better. So um, kind of just to give like one example, I remember one time I was going through, I was driving through Oregon and my friend who is a black woman um, reached out to me and was like, what do you think of Oregon? Do you think it's safe? And I was like, oh my God, I love Oregon. It's the best absolutely and she was like "Hmm, okay well I quickly turned out of Oregon after being in there like only in the state for like an hour after I saw all of the Trump flags and the Confederate flags and I was just like oh my god like I noticed those but they don't deeply impact me in the same way as someone who is black Um, and it was such a like a smack in the face to be able to kind of remember like my experience is not the same as a person of color who's driving through Oregon like I might love the state but I need to also be aware of privileges that I carry while traveling in some spaces so I think sometimes we need that reminder of and and that's I think so well done by sharing those stories amongst each other yeah thanks for telling that story um, I now this is a podcast that's not for LGBTQ people, it's for solo women. So if mm-hmm. there's women out there who want to be more of an ally, um, what kind of tips would you give them? Um, I would say that going showing up in um at Van Life Meetups, if you do go to any and advocating for voices to be heard that are not just from cishet white men mostly to be honest one of the most popular events that happens um I was very disappointed to see that it was basically all of the events were done by or um all of the like programmed um things like the yoga the music everything throughout the entire event was uh cishet white folks And so going into the leadership and saying, hey, I noticed this, what can we do to make sure that this is better next time? Or, hey, here's some people, um, um, another kind of example, and and I don't mean for this to sound like I'm patting myself on the back, but I I just think it, I'm giving like real life examples here. I had a meeting with a big van life account, Project Van Life, and I advocated that they interview more queer folks of color rather than I I made it very clear I did not want to be the token queer person so I think if you are somebody who you know comes from a place of privilege whether that's straight privilege or white privilege 
that you kind of take a step back and, you know, analyze, you know, how can I speak up in this moment to advocate for more um, inclusivity in these spaces. Um, also, I think it's really important to follow accounts such as, such as Van Life Pride, but also um, Diversify Van Life. Diversify Van Life is doing incredible things for the nomadic community. And I think following uh, women of color that are on the road is also really important because um, unfortunately, even social media is racist. So just being able to, especially, (laughs) yes. Yeah. So um, following those women of color who are on the road and, and not just following them, but engaging in their content is actually a doing something it actually is beneficial because it's pushing their stuff to be seen more by other folks who need to see it oh wow that's good advice i didn't realize that okay Mm -hmm. awesome cool um let's see so one of the things that i was thinking about in 2021 i hosted um a gathering it was like a lesbian camping meetup we had such a blast Oh, that's and so fun. It was one of the one of the favorite things that I personally organized since I've been traveling. And I just want to ask like about and and the reason it was so great is I felt like I was really building community. And I know that's one of the reasons why people tune into this podcast is to build community. So just if you have any other thoughts around ways that people who really want to find community that they can relate to who might be feeling maybe on the outside, maybe they're in one of those mm. outside groups, or maybe just for whatever reason. Um, I know, you know, personally, when I've gone to some van life events, I felt like I was a lot older than a lot of people there. Yeah. So just ways for people to find community who maybe are, who want to jump in, but maybe are feeling a little bit like they're an outsider. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like the first step, which I know, unfortunately, might not be for everybody, but social media is such a great tool to use that, specifically Facebook groups. So I follow a couple um, van life Facebook groups, like solo female van life. Um, so something that you can do is literally type in whatever like group you're looking for. So let's we say have, you- We do have a solo women RV group associated with our podcast. That's perfect. Yeah. So I so the- I feel like you can really type anything into the search bar for those groups that you're looking for, and you can kind of find your community that way. I I know that there's other, um, like for example, Jean and Shay, who are a pretty big queer couple, have about a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. They have their own Facebook group for like kind of their community, who um, it, it it helps promote safe. Um, spaces and connection amongst queer folks um and let's see i know that there's black nomads meet as well as diversify van life so there's there's like a niche a facebook group for everything out there so literally type in what you're looking for and i bet you'll find something close um and truly something that i have done and i know that i I acknowledge that because I have a little bit more of a social media following, it is easier for me to reach out to people on social media, but that has also been a huge tool for me to just directly message someone and say like, Hey, you're, you look like you're near me. And 
where are you at? Would you want to like meet up and maybe camp out one night? Um, so something that I have found is kind of trying to step outside of your comfort zone. If you're more introverted, cause I am actually pretty introverted, um, it is a good way to kind of build those connections. And then the last thing that I would definitely say is try to go to some sort of van life meetup. Um, it, it is intimidating and hard to go into those events when you're alone. Um, but I promise there's going to be other people who show up alone. It's, it's bound to happen. I think one of my first year on the road, I refused to go to descend on Ben because I heard like, Oh, everybody comes in like groups and then they stay in their group. So I waited until the next year until I had a group to go. However, I did my, my second week on the road. Uh, almost four years ago, I attended an event in the Grand Tetons by held by Van Life Diaries. And I made so many good connections, probably the the most the strongest connection being Naomi, who is um, the founder of Diversify Van Life. And it's just such a good way to like make connections. Um, and if you're on if you're not on the road yet, and you are considering Van Life, I also highly recommend attending of van life meetup or even like tiny fest, which is a showcase of tiny homes because for two reasons, it helps you see for like firsthand experience, what the nomadic community looks like. But also if you don't already have a van build, it helps you look at so many different types. So then you can kind of, you know, make friends and kind of get a well-rounded view of what other vehicles look like. So that's always like my first recommendation for people. Very cool. Thank you for all of that. And mm-hmm. I just want to hear your opinion on this. If people aren't in vans, let's say they're in a, um, a big class C or a towable or something like that. What is your uh-huh. sense of uh, being welcome to these kinds of events that are labeled as van life? Yeah. So I, in my experience, I've seen nothing but them being welcomed. I would say when it comes to big rigs, the only thing that small rigs, quote unquote, get upset about is loud generators. Mm. I think that's always the hot topic of debate. Um, (laughs) Small rigs can have loud generators too. This is true. This is true. I do know a few, but I've never, I've never heard anybody um, say, you know, oh, I hate RVers or they're not Mm. welcome here. You know, I've, I've never experienced that or seen that. I'm sure there are some. Um, there's always some bad apples everywhere. Um, (laughs) but yeah, especially I, I guess I can really only speak to what I have seen and what I plan on doing with amongst the van life pride community, all are welcome in any type of vehicle. And actually, even though it is called van life pride, something that is in the works that I'm really excited about is we have a logo being redesigned that is going to include for the first draft um, we will have stickers for van life pride that include one with an rv one with a schoolie and one with a van so that way everyone can kind of choose which one suits them yeah wonderful great awesome but actually i want to sorry i wanted to back up for a second because you did talk about people who've reached out to you on Instagram and, and Mm -hmm. asked to meet up and whatnot. And I'm just curious what kind of safety precautions you take in a Mm -hmm. situation like that. Yeah. So if I'm being honest, I don't do it too often. Um, and I really trust my instincts 
And I know that that might sound like a cop out, but it really is what it is. I, um, we talk about that a lot on the show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, one of my friends who I adore the most that I've made on the road, she didn't have a van at the time that I met her. Um, and as creepy as it sounds, I had posted a story on my Instagram account of a, of a snow cone and that I got from a food truck. And so I didn't think anybody would be able to know exactly where I was based off of that snow cone. Um, and she did because she lived right down the street. And just in case, you know, um, your followers don't follow me as corny as it sounds, I have about 25,000, um, followers on Instagram. And I I mentioned this earlier, there is a sense of safety of seeing like, oh, you know, 5,000 people follow this person. They must be a legit person. Like they, they must be real. Um, if this many people are involved in following their life and I'm just kind of throwing 5,000 out there, there's no like actual number, but I would say when somebody with a hundred followers or 200 and they might only have like three photos posted I'm more hesitant because I'm like are you a real person I just I'm I'm nervous so all I preface that by because my friend who is now one of my like friends I adore the most she only had a couple hundred followers but she did have a decent amount of photos so I was like okay she looks like she's a real person and not someone just trying to like scam me and kidnap me um <laughs> So she, she asked, you know, like, Hey, you want to meet up for dinner? Like, it looks like you're in my town. Do you want to meet up for dinner? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I do. And now she's seriously one of my like friends I adore the most that I go to for advice. Um, And she now has a van, but she's only, uh, she's a teacher. So she only does summer getaways, but you know, just like that little sweet connection, which was I followed my instinct. I I did my due diligence to see, oh, you know, like, do people tag her in photos? So, you know, if you're more, if you understand social media more, you know, the more that people have tagged you in photos and you see, oh, okay, they, they really are real. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, so that's kind of like the due diligence that I do sort of to, before I meet up with people. Otherwise I, um, one thing that I have done in the past is when I was in St. Pete, it seemed like there was a lot of people in St. Pete traveling. Um, and I kind of wanted to just like throw us all together and connect us. So I literally just did an impromptu, like, Hey, who wants to meet me in the bar? And I brought a friend with me just so I was safe, like another van life friend. Um, and that's another good way. I, again, it's kind of tricky because you already have to have a friend to make more friends. Um, but bringing someone along with you so you feel safer or doing meeting somebody like in the day in a really public space, like, like a, a busy beach or park or something, or even a Starbucks, you know, someplace that feels safe. That's kind of what I would always go to. And again, just trust your gut. Yes. Trust your gut. Sweet. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kristen, for taking the time to come on and share with us all your wisdom and also about van life pride. Is there anything that I didn't ask that you want to touch on? You know what, just in case that there's some, some women listening that are interested in van life, but they just maybe don't know how to get started. One tip that I really always try and give is practice being alone. Um, because I think that that's something that really is hard for us to push ourselves out of that 
comfort zone of being surrounded by people, but I think if you can get comfortable being alone. So if you're not living on the road yet and you want, that is a dream that you have for yourself, start small, take yourself out to dinner alone and sit in that discomfort of, oh, people are probably looking at me right now, like being alone and just like absorb that because that would be your life if you hit the road solo and you go out. Um, so that's something I always really encourage people who are inspiring to be on the road, especially if it's alone, um, on a solo journey is to practice now that you are never too, too far out from a nomadic lifestyle to practice being alone. Great advice. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Well, thank you, Kristen. Enjoy your time down in Mexico. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Once again, I want to thank my guest, Kristen. Here are my key takeaways. Number one, Van Life Pride isn't just an event. It's an online presence. It's an offline presence. It's a community of LGBTQ plus nomads, allies, and no matter what you're traveling in and no matter where you fall on the LGBTQ spectrum, all are welcome. Number two, Kristen is building a team of Van Life Pride ambassadors to host regional meetups and community building events. If you're interested in being an ambassador or finding out more about events in your region, check out the links in the show notes. The goal for Van Life Pride in 2023 is to create more small, inclusive, intimate queer connections in nomadic and outdoor communities all over the U.S. Number three, Van Life Pride account on Instagram is a great way to connect with other queer folks who are also in the nomadic community. Number four, everyone's experience is not the same, but we can all learn from one another. Try to be aware of the privilege we carry in the space that we take up. Speak up to support marginalized communities if you see they're not being represented. Number five, whether you're on the road or not, consider attending a van life or tiny living event to meet others and get ideas. Number six, connecting and meeting people from social media can be great, but do your due diligence and make sure that they're real and safe. And number seven, to get ready for a solo RV or van life, practice being alone. I know this was something that I needed to get used to for sure. Thanks for listening to the Solo Women RV podcast. Please join our email list over at solowomenrv.com to stay up to date on all things solo travel related. And if you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a podcast sponsor. Details can be found over at anchor.fm slash Kathy hyphen Belge. And if you know someone who would benefit from what we talked about today, please share this episode with them or leave us a review over on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps and makes it easier for others to find us. The Solo Women RV podcast theme music is Field Station by Nicole Potolsky. And until next week, we'll see you out there on the road.